a Monday morning, and you know what that means, streamers. Welcome back to the Isolation Station of Love. This is Does Does Disney, and I'm your host. It's me. It's me. It's the DOZ. Landon the Dazdone kicking your week off the right way with a little bit of Disney news coming out of the House of the Mouse in Orlando, Florida. We're talking Walt Disney World. Hopefully, you had a good last week, and we can kick this week off the right way and say hello to August because um, I don't know if you're playing along at home with your calendar. Um, uh, once Tuesday rolls around, we're saying hello to the eighth month of the year 2023. How did that happen? Um, uh, which, of course, as we know, once August rolls around for uh, Walt Disney World, it's time to start thinking about Halloween. But uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later. We do have some news that does talk about some sellouts already happening for Mickey's Not So Scary. We have some also other haunted related news. A big hullabaloo, as it were, on Diz Twitter. Oh, is it still called Diz Twitter now that Elmo decided to change the name to X? Though, honestly, let's just all agree, we're going to keep calling it Twitter and ignore whatever Elmo is doing. Um, That's kind of been my stance on most things related to Elmo Musk. Just ignore the crazy man in the corner. And it seems to be working out well for me. So we're just going to keep calling it Twitter uh, as long as there is a platform to ignore. Uh, We also have some... uh, News and tidbits talking about the recently kicked off 2023 Food and Wine Festival, but we're not going to deep dive into the menu because if you want that deep dive, you're going to have to wait a little bit longer this week because, uh, little spoiler alert, I appear on the upcoming episode of the Passholder Lounge with uh, Papa Monorail himself, Justin Monorail, talking about this year's Food and Wine Festival, and we do a uh, more of a deep dive uh, breaking down what we're looking forward to on the menu of this year's Food and Wine Festival, so uh, there is that. But before we get too deep into the news, I'm bringing it back this week, guys. It's This Week in Disney History! Turn down for what? Yeah, even after all that time off, that sound effect still makes no damn sense. Um, uh, for this week in Disney history, we are going to be looking at the dates of July 30th through August 5th. Once again, uh, goodbye July, hello August. How the hell did that happen? Uh, starting off uh, the day we're recording this, uh, July 30th. Heading all the way back to the year of 1999, knocking on the door of a new century. Uh, July 30th, 1999, the rock and roller coaster starring Aerosmith officially opens to all guests as part of the largest property-wide expansion in Disney World history. The indoor steel roller coaster features a high-speed launch of 0 to 60 miles per hour in 2.8 seconds, three inversions, rock concert lighting, and a specially created Aerosmith soundtrack blasting from 120 onboard speakers in each coaster train, which are all first for a Disney World attraction. Also at Walt Disney World, a thing of the past, but at the time it was a first, Fast Pass begins operation on the Magic Kingdom attractions for Space Mountain, 
And another thing of the past, Splash Mountain. Um, so uh, happy birthday, Rock and Roller Coaster just recently reopened. Well, recently in the scheme of things reopened uh, after some uh, refurb, uh, some love and care and stuff like that. Um, uh, and talking on that high speed launch of zero to 60 in 2.8 seconds. Yeah, it is a very fast launch. And uh, one of the better coasters on Disney property uh, still to this day, 24 years later, um, I know there's always, you know, oh, in hushed tones. we got to talk in hushed tones when we say this. Uh, what is Disney going to eventually do with the rock and roller coaster if they ever decide to move away from uh, licensing Aerosmith? Um, uh, I know the Muppets is always going to get some love, particularly on this podcast because we are part of the hashtag Save the Muppets movement. Uh, I know in recent years, Powerline, has gotten some traction because uh, a goofy movie and uh, Max has gotten a resurgence in popularity. That's always going to get a uh, hell yeah from me because I do love me a goofy movie and some power line. I like both of those options. And of course, overseas, uh, <laughs> uh, in a previous podcast, me and uh, some of the monorails speculated, well, why don't they just put, you know, Iron Man on this thing? He likes rock and roll. Uh, they could they could keep the rock and roll theming. And, you know, it's just uh, Iron Man now. Of course, they have the whole Universal and Avengers and all that fun stuff. Uh, contract and a listener asked us, are, are, are y'all kidding? That's that's literally what they do overseas. So uh, there is that. And then uh, Fast Pass, um, whether you loved them, whether you hated them, we all used them. And uh, now we have uh, the Genie Plus system in their place. And uh, I actually got to use Genie Plus for the first time on the most recent trip I took down to... Uh, the Disney parks in June didn't get to really talk about the experience. <coughs> excuse me. Uh, last week, I will say in Magic Kingdom and in, uh, Hollywood Studios, I do think Genie Plus is worth the money in Epcot and particularly in uh, Animal Kingdom. Unless you just want flight of passage insurance, maybe uh, save your money on Genie Plus, but uh, that could be a discussion for another podcast. Uh, on July 31st, 2007, I just included this because I thought it was a uh, bizarre kind of funny story. Oklahoma Governor Brad Henry announces that Disney World has invited the state of Oklahoma to be the first state-dedicated marketplace experience at this fall's Epcot International Food and Wine Festival, the backdrop of the Oklahoma Experience. 100 stories of Oklahoma will be three walls of wonder depicting Oklahoma trailblazers through pictures and stories. Uh, the walls, which are 12 feet high and 21 feet long, will provide guests with interactive activities. Um, uh, let me check my notes for uh, this year's uh, International Food and Wine Festival. See if we have any uh, state-dedicated marketplaces. No, no, we don't. Disney decided to uh, not do that anymore. Uh, August 4th, 1955. Um, uh, a groundbreaking takes place for a little place you may have heard of. Uh, Disney's newest Florida theme park. The Animal Kingdom, uh, largest of all Disney's theme parks, will later go on to open in April 
of 1998. Also on August 4th, this time in the year 2009, Walt Disney World celebrates the opening of the first new monorail line resort hotel in more than two decades. We're talking Bay Lake Tower at Disney's Contemporary Resort makes its debut. A pedestrian walkway connects the new 16-story DVC resort to the Grand Concourse of Disney's Contemporary Resort. Bay Lake Tower is the ninth Disney Vacation Resort and sixth location at Walt Disney World. Although designated as a standalone vacation club resort, the hotel is considered an addition to the contemporary and follows the same modern design. Similar to the California Grill on top of the contemporary atop Bay Lake Tower is a lounge called Top of the World Lounge featuring a viewing deck and an indoor seating area with a full bar. Um, obviously... Not a DVC member, so have yet to be able to uh, stay at uh, Bay Lake Tower, though hearing about the uh, Top of the World Lounge would definitely love the opportunity to uh, go experience the viewing deck and uh, maybe experience that full bar indoors. And then uh, finally for this week in Disney history, we got August 5th going way, way back to 1981. Uh, at Disney World, site work begins on Horizon which is an attraction in the not-yet-opened Epcot Center. All construction on Horizons Building won't actually begin until January 1982, and both the attraction and Epcot will open the following October. And then finally, on August 5th, 2010, the grand opening ceremony and media event for the new restaurant in the Italy Pavilion via Napoli takes place at Epcot. Already opened after the, you know, opening... Uh, way back in uh, the day. Uh, operated by the Patina Restaurant Group, the 300-seat Via Napoli features a menu inspired by the famous pizzerias of southern Italy. Had, I say had, a uh, reservation for Via Napoli on uh, the trip down in June. Unfortunately, we had some party members who had a, a little bit too much magic and had to cancel our uh, reservation to Via Napoli. But I know you... Uh, some of the lovely listeners are big fans of the Via Napoli. So, uh, yeah, I'm uh, having its birthday this week uh, on Saturday. So maybe if you are down in Epcot, you can have a birthday celebratory slice of pizza. And there you go. That is this week in Disney history. But uh, moving over to the news, the uh, biggest piece of news was Disney let us know it was coming. And Disney finally shed some light as to the, I guess, details of when this uh, happy haunt would be making his debut in the Walt Disney World version of the Haunted Mansion. We're talking the Hatbox Ghost making his debut in the Magic Kingdom. Uh, in a statement, Disney said, quote, later this year at the Walt Disney World Resort, one of our most iconic specters will set up residency in the Haunted Mansion of Liberty Square in Magic Kingdom Park. The Hatbox Ghost will appear to guests as they pass the endless hallway, welcoming himself inside the swinging wake in the cemetery and grinning at the doom buggies as they set off deeper into the mansion. Guests will soon see temporary barriers materialize as we await his apparition, end quote. So, I didn't realize the Hatbox Ghost being in the Magic Kingdom version of the Haunted Mansion was such a sticking point for some people to begin with. Um, a lot of people, and I think rightfully so, identify the Hatbox Ghost with the Disneyland 
version of the Haunted Mansion because before Disney uh, made the announcement that Hatbox Ghost was coming to the Magic Kingdom, Hatbox Ghost was exclusive to the Disneyland version, and a lot of people associated him as an icon of the Disneyland version of the Haunted Mansion. So that was issue one for a lot of people. And to me, I'm kind of like, eh, on that whole hullabaloo, as we'll call it. The other issue that people have is the placement of said HBG in the MKHM. Okay, I'm not going to do that again. That was really stupid. Um, the placement of the Hatbox Ghost. Uh, Disney says uh, he's going to be in the Endless Hallway at some point. And if you know the story of the Haunted Mansion, yes, there is a story of the Haunted Mansion. Uh, you don't see ghosts until Madame Leota summons the ghosts and invites you to the uh, swing and wake, so to speak. Hatbox Ghost is going to be appearing before Madame Leota uh, does the seance and summons the ghost and then invites you to the party, if I'm remembering correctly. That part I do have kind of an issue of. Um, is it enough of an issue to ruin my enjoyment on what I consider my favorite attraction in Walt Disney World? No. That, But it is enough that I'm going to be like, oh, okay, all right. But after I ride it a couple times, I think I'm going to quickly get over it because, I mean, like, I I think this iteration of the Hatbox Ghost animatronic, if the effect it is working and, and pulls off, I think it looks really cool. And uh, I went and saw the newest Haunted Mansion movie uh, this weekend. I say newest. There's been two. Uh, but uh, the new... Uh, I went and saw the movie, and for anybody that goes and sees this iteration of the Haunted Mansion, uh, they are going to associate the Hatbox Ghost with the Haunted Mansion going forward. Whether they ride it in Disneyland, whether they ride it in Magic Kingdom. Now, this could be another issue. This could be another kind of issue where, you know, people saw Pirates of the Caribbean, then they go get on the attraction and they're like, well, where's Captain Jack Sparrow? Where's Barbosa? Where's anything from the movie that made us want to get on the attraction in the first place? So Disney and the Imagineers end up putting some pretty dang good Johnny Depp, Captain Jack Sparrow animatronics in the attractions. Um, some people liked them. Some people didn't. Some people said it added to the attraction and, and gave us a line A to line B from the attraction to the movie or the movie to the attraction, however you want to say it. Some people said it took away the originality of the attraction and, and ruined the magic. Um, could we be seeing another issue of this? Another example of this? Maybe. But for better or for worse, if you see the 2023 version of Haunted Mansion, the movie, you are going to associate... The Hatbox Ghost with the Haunted Mansion, because uh, that character, without getting into spoilers, plays a pretty significant uh, role in the movie, I will just say. But uh, we finally know at least where the Hatbox Ghost is going to be in the Magic Kingdom version 
of the Haunted Mansion. Still don't know when he's going to be making his uh, spooky debut in uh, the house of the 999 Happy Hans, but uh, we will keep you updated on that. Some more uh, Haunted Mansion news. Talked about how it debuted this past weekend uh, up against the monster of uh, Barbieheimer, which, by the way, I've seen both of those. Great movies, both in different ways. Phenomenal. Uh, Go check them out if you get the opportunity. But uh, Disney is releasing some new treats to celebrate uh, for the new Haunted Mansion film in theaters. And in a uh, statement Disney put out saying, quote, Grim grinning ghosts come out to socialize, especially when these treats arrive. Ghoulish delights await at Walt Disney World for the release of Haunted Mansion starting today. So taste If you dare, the new ghoulish delight beignets at Scat Cat's Club Cafe. Uh, They're Mickey-shaped beignets dusted with cookies and cream powdered sugar and a ghoulish marshmallow cream drizzle. Uh, That sounds good and looks good, too. Uh, Has a, uh, you know, black and purple and gray uh, aesthetic, you know, a spooky beignet. Uh, Then also new is going to be the Haunted Mansion portrait bars at the Ganachery. These are going to be ganache bars with uh, flavors of raspberry, salted caramel, chipotle, and uh, passion fruit. Three of those four sound pretty good to eat, and I'll uh, let you guess which one I think is uh, kind of out of place. Also new is going to be the peanut butter and jelly pop, which can be found at uh, Sleepy Hollow, and that is a peanut butter... And Jelly Pop, you know, it's one of those uh, push pop looking things and it has the uh, Haunted Mansion wallpaper wrap, which I think that uh, Haunted Mansion wallpaper wrap is uh, pretty dope. And uh, also using the Haunted Mansion wallpaper wrap is going to be uh, not a new treat, but a uh, Haunted Mansion inspired treat nonetheless. It is the Happy Haunts Shake, which can be found at the Columbia Harbor House. This is a blackberry shake topped with a purple chocolate glazed donut covered with uh, black sprinkles. And it has the uh, Haunted Mansion wallpaper wrap straw just bam, right in the middle of the donut. Um, we'll be honest, that uh, that's a lot, of, a lot of sugar you got going on with your uh, shake. Maybe, maybe have a, a party or several friends if you're going to get that one where you can drink the shake and then they can have the donut because uh, that is, whew, that's a, a whole lot going on. But uh, yeah, Disney is all aboard the hype machine for the Haunted Mansion. But if they really wanted to be all aboard the hype machine, maybe they should have uh, released this movie in September slash October, or at least away from uh, Barbie Heimer. That's just me though. But uh, one last little Bit of uh, spooky news coming out of the House of the Mouse. Uh, We're going to touch briefly. We have our first sellouts for the upcoming not-so-scary Halloween party. And to the surprise of no one, it's the actual Halloween not-so-scary party and one of the cheaper dates, the $109 for ages 10 and up and the $99 for ages 3 through 9. Your first sellout is going to be August 15th. And then, of course, the October 31st, that is a Tuesday this year. Halloween is on a Tuesday. Uh, Bummer for those of us who have to work and, uh, you know, go to school with the little ones. Uh, Those dates are sold out. And as a reminder, uh, 
The 2023 iteration of Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party kicks off on Friday, August 11th and runs through Wednesday, November 1st this year. And of course, they run on uh, select dates throughout that calendar. Obviously, they don't run every dang night. So uh, if you and your party are going to be down between August 11th and November 1st and uh, the Halloween Party is something y'all want to experience, Go ahead and get your tickets now because uh, last year we saw every dang date sell out and I have a feeling we're going to see that again this year and we're already starting to see some of these dates sell out. Um, uh, Disney is uh, big now on the interactive experiences spread out throughout the parks and this week we saw them make one of the more, in my opinion, bizarre interactive experiences Uh in Smellifants on Parade. Uh, this is presented uh, by uh, Scentsy, uh, you know, the uh, wax melt and candle and good smelly company. Uh, they're uh, teaming up with Disney for once again, Smellifants on Parade. Uh, in an announcement, Disney says, Smellifants on Parade will be a family friendly search and sniff adventure in Storybook Circus presented by uh, Cincy, the official home fragrance of Walt Disney World. And uh, it's the whole announcement, all one, one, one sentence. And uh, once again, it's called Smellifants on Parade. <clears throat> yeah, I'd say, uh, what, <laughs> what did they call it? A snurch, a, a snurch and sniff, a uh, search and sniff adventure. Oh boy, that's uh, that's odd, but uh, sure, why not? It's uh, uh, there's concept art that's put uh, been put out, and uh, it shows an elephant statue near the Dumbo attraction. So just based on the uh, concept art and the name, which once again is Smellifants on Parade. Hi, hi, Zoe. Uh, you would assume it's going to be elephant-based. So uh, there's 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 that. Um. <laughs> Sure, why not? Uh, thanks for that, Disney. Um, let's head over to Epcot where we got uh, lists of shows and showtimes for my girl. You know her, you love her. She is that lovable golf ball, the Epcot ball. Spaceship Earth points of light shows that are now playing through the summer over at Epcot. Uh, your first showtime is going to be 8.29 p.m. or roughly 10 minutes after sunset that's going to be the epcot anthem show the uh, epcot anthem show kicks off the evening just after sunset and then after that around 8 39 or 20 minutes after sunset we got uh the food and wine show the uh, food and wine festival kicked off last week and instead of debuting a new show for the festival disney decided to modify the 2022 be our guest version from the show by removing the uh, french language part and adjusting some of the lighting effects so um so there's that. And then uh, the Epcot 40th anniversary show is going to be the final show of the evening. Uh, that's going to be around 849 or 30 minutes after sunset. Um, 
So far, been very well received by fans as it features uh, classic music from Epcot's past, including the We Go On segment of Illuminations Reflections of Earth. Uh, the show is the last to play of the evening due to the 9 p.m. start of Epcot Forever. And because of that, Disney does not play any of the shows after the park closes and the fireworks begin. So um, uh, even though I'm saying, you know, roughly 10 minutes, roughly 20 minutes, roughly 30 minutes after sunset, you do have to remember, because of Epcot Forever and Disney deciding once fire, once we light that first fuse on the fireworks, we're not going to take eyeballs away from that. Um, those are going to be your showtimes for uh, Spaceship Earth, Sunset Be Damned. So uh, if you want to enjoy 30 minutes of my girl, the Epcot ball, looking all pretty with music and stuff, uh, show starts at uh, 8 29 p.m. So uh, there you there you go. We talked earlier that the uh, International Food and Wine Festival kicked off this week, or excuse me, rather last week, and uh, runs through November 18th. Um, and during these festivals, Disney likes to have a uh, interactive map hunt, a, a scavenger hunt, for the lack of a better term. I've never done one of these until our last trip when uh, the Smokinot Girlfriends uh, daughter wanted to get in on uh, doing one while we were down there and it was a lot of fun. She got a uh, she got a prize out of it and it, it it was it was a really cool experience and to the surprise of no one Disney is introducing a new one uh, this year for the International Food and Wine Festival featuring uh, Remy for a Remy hide and squeak scavenger hunt. Well, I say it's new. It's actually making its return. Um, uh, the interactive map, which costs uh, $9.99, uh, is going to be sending you all around the world showcase where you're looking for uh, Remy and his friends and icons uh, throughout the world showcase, uh, you know, hidden away, tucked into the scenery, the decorations. And when you find, say, you know, uh, Remy... In uh, Mexico, you'll take the corresponding sticker, put that on the Mexico part of your interactive map, and you do that for uh, all the corresponding countries in the World Showcase. Once you complete that, you take it to a cast member. They'll hit it with their fun, uh, handy-dandy uh, stamp, and then you get to choose from one of four prizes. And for this interactive uh, scavenger hunt, this year's uh, prizes are going to be uh, knapsacks, uh, one of them featuring characters from Encanto, one of them featuring characters, appropriately enough, from Ratatouille, one of them featuring Chef Figment, and then uh, Chef Mickey is going to be your final choice for the uh, knapsacks or mini totes. Uh, they're kind of uh, lunchbox looking things. I think they look cool. And, excuse me, that was one thing that I thought was cool, seeing the prizes for uh, the scavenger hunts is these are not little cheap prizes. These are some pretty decent, there we go, beer, uh, pretty decent prizes. At least it felt like they weren't cheap. They weren't, you know, junk that they were just giving, uh, kids for, you know, completing these prizes. So if, uh, you got a little one with you who maybe isn't super into eating and drinking around the world, well, if you have a little one with you, they shouldn't be doing the drinking part of eating and drinking around the world. Um, this gives them a fun activity to do. And honestly, it was fun to look for little spikes uh, hidden away in the topiaries for the flower and garden while we were down there uh, to help get uh, the ambassador her prize. Uh, so, yeah, I, even even if you aren't necessarily the child... <clears throat> 
doing the uh, scavenger hunt. The grown-ups can, can have just as much fun doing this as well. So uh, uh, for this year's uh, Food and Wine Festival, Remy's Hide and Squeak Scavenger Hunt is going to be your, uh, your option. So uh, give it a shot. Ten bucks, it's fun. Gives you something to do. Couple pieces of uh, news coming out of Hollywood Studio. Thank you, Zoe. Yes. Uh, Zoe's very upset to hear that there is uh, repainting and repair going on uh, outside of uh, Star Tours at uh, Hollywood Studios. But Zoe, it's okay because Star Tours, as far as I can tell, is not going to be impacted by this. It's just all on the outside. Uh, If you've been in Hollywood Studios over the last little bit and you walk by Star Tours, you're going to see scaffolding being installed and uh, they're uh, doing some work on the mural outside on uh, Star Tours. Now, you are still going to be able to say uh, see the AT-AT. You are still going to be able to see the Ewok camp that is kind of iconic on the outside of Star Tours. But behind that, you're going to be seeing the scaffolding and all the construction stuff. So maybe it's going to take away a little bit from that iconic uh, picture opportunity. So that's a little bit of a bummer. But uh, like I said, this shouldn't impact uh, the attraction itself. So that's good news. But uh, this uh, this has been some uh, construction that's been a long time coming. Um, even as far back as 2021, people were noticing the uh, kind of rough shape that the uh, backdrop mural was in. Uh, so... Disney's finally getting around to it, but uh, good news is Star Tours should continue business as usual, uh, so there is that. And then uh, this is kind of a bummer for yours truly. Earlier I was talking about how much I love Goof Troop, I love a goofy movie, and I love Powerline. Here recently, Max from a goofy movie slash a goof troop was showing his love of Powerline by adorning his power line outfit. Uh, Recent reports are showing that Max is now just dressed as Max because let's travel back a little bit uh, all the way to the uh, faraway time of June. Uh, Max changed up his location. Uh, He was on Grand Avenue and he was in his power line outfit. However, Reports started coming out that he was going to be moving to Echo Lake. Uh, you know, there was the whole shakeup of the Pixar characters being moved to one area. And uh, Mr. and Mrs. Incredible had been doing a meet and greet at Echo Lake. So now there was an open spot. Max was one of the more popular characters to meet and greet. I can attest to that. Max had quite the line the day that I was able to meet him on my most recent trip down there. But like I said, still he was in his Powerline outfit. Um, but recent reports have come out that Max recently made the move and he ditched the Powerline outfit and now he's just dressed up as regular old Max. Now, that's that's kind of like I have a saying about bad pizza. Bad pizza's better than no pizza at all. Max in his regular outfit is better than no Max at all because for the longest time there was almost no representation of Max or a Goofy movie but I am a little bit bummed that uh, the Powerline outfit has seemed to uh, gone back in the closet for the time being. Now, you might remember, the Powerline outfit, I think, made its debut during the Boo to You Halloween parade. And we are starting to get back into the Halloween season, 
or rather Disney is and is forcing us to, even though it's going to be August later this week. So maybe um, because we're getting ready to get into Disney Halloween season, Disney is going to make that kind of an exclusive thing for the Halloween parade. And then after Halloween season is over on November 1st, maybe then we'll start to see the Powerline costume come back out for character meet and greets. But I do hope that... uh, Eventually, sooner rather than later, Max is going to be back in his Powerline outfit for uh, character meet and greets. But uh, I am glad that uh, Disney, or I am glad that uh, I was able to get my meet and greet with uh, Powerline Max when I was down in uh, June. And then finally, last little bit of uh, Disney news I got. This is a uh, casting call from Disney Live Entertainment. And I think this is Disney trying to not be caught um with their pants down for the lack of a better term um kind of getting ahead of the movie wish that's coming out later this year because disney is looking to cast a lookalike for the role of asha who is the lead of the upcoming role wish um i think famously uh disney kind of uh got caught behind the eight ball with Encanto. Uh, They didn't realize how popular it was going to be. And they're just now getting their uh, Mirabelle um, meet and greet up and running. Uh, They were also kind of caught off guard with the popularity of Frozen. And it seemed to take them a hot minute to get an Anna and Elsa uh, lookalikes and meet and greets going for that. So I think this is Disney trying to uh, preemptively get ready for the presumed success of Wish when it comes out, and uh, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to Wish. I've seen the uh, preview a couple times. I saw it ahead of uh, Elemental and ahead of the previously mentioned Haunted Mansion movie uh, this past weekend, so uh, looking forward to that. But uh, this is from the posting that Disney put out. Disney is seeking energetic and expressive candidates who are 5'4 and 5'8 with warm, engaging, and outgoing personalities to portray to portray Asha, a driven, incredibly smart, and sharp-witted 17-year-old who believes in the power of wishes and cares endlessly about her community of Rosas. Asha is an idealist and uh, leader in the making, even if she doesn't recognize that just yet. Asha learns that it's not enough to just have a dream in your heart. It's Asha who will come to understand that the bigger the wish, the harder the journey. Her journey puts her up against a formidable foe, the leader of her kingdom, King Magnifico. King Magnifico. Uh, Asha is from the mystical island of Rosas, which is better known around the world as the Kingdom of Wishes. She is of Northern African and Southern European ancestry, and her family means the world to her, including her mother, Sakina, and her grandfather, Sabino. Asha believes in the power of wishes because in Rosas, your wish can quite literally and magically come true, end quote. So, uh, yeah. I know I used to do bits where, all right, they, they posted a, a, a seeking character bit back in the day. Um, uh, I, I don't got it in me today. Sorry, y'all. So, uh, so if you want to uh, submit your um, uh, audition to be Asha, uh, send it to me. And uh, more importantly, send it to Disney because they are looking for a couple Asha for when the movie Wish comes out later this year. But uh, that's all the Disney news that I have this week. Uh, thank you all 
once again for uh, listening. Thank you all for downloading. Thank you for uh, sticking with me as we get this podcast machine back up and running. Uh, quick note, next week there will not be a new episode of Dawes Does Disney as uh, I will be on the road celebrating the birthday of the uh, Smoking Hot Girlfriend. We're going up to uh, Louisville for a uh, bourbon trail tasting. So uh, that'll that'll be fun. We've never been to uh, Louisville. So if uh, you have been to uh, Louisville, uh, holler at me and uh, let me know what we need to uh, experience. Uh, maybe some uh, dinner reservation spots because that is something I was supposed to do. And now that I'm saying it out loud, I realize I haven't done yet. So, um, baby, if you're listening to this podcast and you just heard me say that out loud, sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll get right on that. <laughs> but, uh, Follow me on Twitter, L-A-N-D-O-Z. Please go follow me, Landon Doan. I'm the best, Landon Doan, not the rest. That's where you can follow me on Twitter, 288 characters at a time. I also run a website, buttmunchchips.com. Buttmunchchips, sit on your button munch. I'm, uh, I also appear on The Phil Show, News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Radio station locally here in Knoxville, Tennessee, streaming 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at Newstalk987.com. Also available in the iHeartRadio app in the Newstalk987 app as well. Uh, we also have a uh, Phil Show podcast feed where I generally post uh, our daily stupid news segments. And uh, we have Digging in the Dirt with Neil Denton. If you are uh, green thumb inclined, uh, always some good advice from the head of UT Ag Extension. And uh, we always have a draft pick of the week every Friday where uh, Zach Roskop of uh, Knox Brew Tours and Knox Brew Hub and the newly or Rather, the getting ready to newly open Fred Beans and Rice Cajun Kitchen in the Knox Brew Hub stops by and brings us local craft beer. And if you are a beer aficionado, you can uh, learn something new about beer. It's uh, always entertaining. And plus, me and Phil, we get to drink beer live on the radio. Um, uh, But yeah, that's all I got this week. So uh, thank a cast member. Thank a team member. uh, Disney and Universal. Take care of your cast members. Take care of your team members. Pay them like the rock stars that they are. Uh, Pay them a living wage because without them, none of what you have going on happened. We love coming down to your parks. Some of us love spending all of our money down at your parks, but without them, the magic, the machines that y'all have going doesn't happen. So take care of them and uh, be decent to each other. Take care of each other. Uh, You don't know what everybody else has going on in their lives. Uh, You don't know how far a kind word or a kind gesture can go in somebody's life. And it uh, costs you nothing to be nice, so uh, why not be nice? And uh, take care of yourself, too. Uh, I'm not talking just physically. I'm talking mentally as well. Uh, your mental health can be just as important, sometimes more so than your physical health. And uh, drink some water. Hydration. Hydration's very important. <laughs> um, uh, and breathe. Have a little bit of fun. And if you could do both of those things, that would mean the world to me. Uh, my name is Landon Doan. Thank y'all so much. Thank you. It really does mean the world to me that you give me your time every week uh, to listen to me talk about something as silly uh, as a uh, theme park run by uh, run by a mouse. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's awesome, and uh, y'all will never know how much it means to me. But um, until we talk again, you've been great, and I've been Does Does Disney. Talk to y'all later. See ya.
tuned for the secret sound, you Jedi scum. A spooky beignet. Uh, once again, it's called Smellifants on Parade. And then after that, uh, 8.39, or roughly 20 minutes after sun Whoops. <laughs> one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. All right, got a beer, got a side beer, got my winning lottery ticket for four whole dollars. Ah, man, I'm rich. Let's do this. You know, there's, there's a lot of stuff I can do well. Heck, there's even a couple things I can do very well. But when it comes to graphic design, that is one thing I cannot do at all. Thankfully, I have a friend in Matt and love of the mouse multimedia. You know and love their work. The sleek and soon-to-be-beloved logo for this very podcast, Does Does Disney, that was them. The classic morning monorail logo and all its variants, that was Love of the Mouse too. And not only does Love of the Mouse have an incredible talent for graphic design, they're easy to work with and collaborate. They listen to your ideas and suggestions, then they bring them to life. So if you're looking to start your own blog, podcast, YouTube channel, Etsy shop, whatever creative outlet that you're thinking of, Love of the Mouse can help your brand to stand out in the crowd. Connect with Matt on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram by searching Love of the Mouse Multimedia or at L-O-T-M Multimedia or visit loveofthemousepodcast.com or email loveofthemousepodcast at gmail.com to contact him about your design needs. We're talking logos, social media promos, advertisements, websites, and so much more. And if you're uh, looking for some more awesome Disney content, make sure and subscribe to his show, Love of the Mouse Podcast, on your favorite streaming applications. And tell him the Dawes sent you. I, I, I don't know if that'll get you anything. I just always wanted to say that. 